This Hollywood Casino's 400 Betting Picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Free Roll Football Contest. Join our free season-long pick'em with up to $3,000 in prizes and a Super Bowl autographed SGP helmet up for grabs. Sign up in the link in the SGPN app. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times your bet in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL game only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Wasting away again in the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Bill, it is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. You're on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, And we are here to break down the Hollywood Casino, not to be confused with Hollywood that's down the road for me, but uh, some Hollywood that's somewhere in the middle of uh, America. Uh, we're not talking about it's Omaha. the Hollywood that's down the road from me. The Hollywood <laughs> that's down the road from you, Cody. And you've been there before uh, to watch a race, not... What did you get there? You got there for the Hollywood yeah, Casino last year. Sp- yeah, I was well. I was there in the spring this year and yeah. last year. I missed the fall. Ugh, I hate it. I wish I was going this weekend. It just it's it lines up at a bad time. We got a lot of stuff going on. Didn't work out, unfortunately. So I'll be watching from home. But uh, yeah, it's a great man. What a great track. Great place. Probably the best race we've seen this season was the race at Kansas earlier this year. So we're in for a good one. It was a damn good one, and and hopefully, and really hopefully, it's, it's a good this time around, especially with the playoffs being uh, in full swing now. Obviously, Kyle Larson locked in. His team can do just about whatever he wants. Saw a lot of people questioning uh, why Kyle Larson is such a favorite on this track this weekend, and I mean... My only uh, argument to this why, would be, yeah. What? Why would they question that? Well, That's crazy to me. I mean, he almost won this race. He took the white flag as the leader in the spring, first of all. Mm-hmm. And he won here. The I mean, it's been through four races ago now because it was the last race of the old car, but it's not that crazy. He's coming off of a win, like, and Why that's that's my argument right there. He's starting to get hot a little bit, right? I mean, yeah. this is when Kyle Larson wins, and you almost have to watch out. Yeah. Well, and it's Kyle Larson. Like the books are not going to. <laughs> they're not going to Chris Busher or Kyle Larson. Like, yeah. if he wins, they're going to drop him just because 
he is Kyle Larson and, and people will, will bet on him. And, and really, I mean, uh, looking at, let's see, I'll make sure right before I go too crazy into this, Rod doesn't have any bets on this. No, just kidding. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> we did that before. I know. I mean, Larson, <laughs> like they have nothing to lose. Right. So, and we probably should have, I realized we didn't really talk much about Larson on the recap show, which is funny because we get so into the bets that it just, sometimes we forget about the guy who actually won the race, but doesn't matter. You didn't cash the bet for us. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Larson, so he's locked in. So like this week at Kansas, next week at Bristol, he can finish dead last. It doesn't matter. He's on to the next round, but they have the upside of just getting collecting playoff points. Like if he wins a stage, it's a playoff point that'll carry over with them. If he wins a race, that's five playoff. Like, and so now they can go for broke. Like they can roll the dice. They can. So if you're going to bet on Kyle Larson, I would probably bet him to win and not anything else just because they can take crazy swings and they can start testing stuff. Right. So the first race of the next round is Texas. So if they think they've got something they want to try for Texas, Kansas is fairly similar track. It's a mile and a half. There's definitely some differences, but if you want to test it, this would be a good time. I mean, you've got the nine and 48 cars. You can test things on for sure as well, but uh, the, the five car can do whatever they want these next two weeks because they're locked in. It does not matter what happens in these next two weeks. Of course, they want to get stage wins and race wins because everybody wants to win races, right? And you get all those playoff points, which could come in big handy because I have Larson going out in the next round because it's a rough round for him as far as tracks go. He's won before the Roval, but it hasn't been great there lately. He's not been what he was on road courses here lately. Talladega is a horrible track. Like, I think it, I would venture to guess probably his worst track. Um, if you go and look at the numbers, just because he's really, really bad at Talladega, he's bad at super speedways in general, extra bad at Talladega specifically, Texas is in there. Maybe he can go get the win there and not have to worry about those tracks. That'd be nice for him. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a wide open bag for them this week and they can, can do whatever they want. Uh, you know, maybe they'll bring a, bring a rocket ship tire in like Ty Majeski tried to do and, uh, <laughs> already locked in let's fuck with it why not right i mean listen when you're when you're pumping extra nitrous into your tire to get an edge then uh a nascar doesn't like that very much but I'm, I'm pretty sure kyle larson knows how to how to put a little edge in his car without people finding out or just ask the toyotas they know how to put stuff underneath the, the decal wrap and uh, and try to get away with it and that that doesn't happen very often either so Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, again, yes, we are in Kansas. It is, of course, the second trip of the season. Back to this track, the mile and a half that is the Kansas Speedway in Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, and, and look, so with the second round of the playoffs, you know that there are some folks that are going to be swinging for the fences. I noticed that our betting card has uh, a couple of those drivers that will be. But um, a couple guys that we aren't kind of putting our, our, our bets on and I feel pretty bad about it, is, is Kevin Harvick. We talked about him in the recap show. I don't know that we're saying goodbye to him for the season yet, but it seems as if, and I, Cody, I tried. I was looking at Kevin's odds, and I thought to myself, there are a couple here that are tantalizing, and then I stopped myself. I, I could not, for the life of me, bring myself to write Kevin's name down on the sheet. So I'm a little bit different. I found one way to kind of work in a possible Kevin Harvick win on this, but... Even that made me kind of uh, a little cringy at the same time. There is uh, nothing about Kevin Harvick that makes me want to bet on him this week. It, it just, uh, man, and I hate it. I, we love betting on Kevin Harvick. We only got nine chances left, Rod. But after what happened last week, after how dejected he sounded going into the play, like it, 
it feels like they're checked out already. Like the comments about it, you know, kind of feeling like they need to win. I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't feel bad at all for not having Kevin Harvick this week. And if he beats me, you know, great. It's, it'll be good to see him win. He's in a sweet looking sunny D car this week. Better than that nasty bush light bullshit. But uh, no, I, yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad at all for not having Kevin Harvick. We know he can do it, but I just don't, uh, my faith in that four car is, is, running on e right now well so is this car uh i you know the thing about it is and i bring his name up because obviously when you look at the track stats on this kevin harvick's name just jumps up most top tens of active drivers with 19 and 35 starts like the dude has three wins he's among the active win leaders here 12 top fives five poles he's led 949 laps around this track if you were somebody who was just joining us for the first time and you're doing a little bit of research into Kansas and you looked at that and wonder why we're leaving Kevin Harvick off of the card, it's just that reason. He has literally been a shell of his, his former self. Richmond should have been a, a good track for him. Last week should have been a good track for him. Neither one of those ended up being very good for, for Kevin Harvick, so... It's just been tough, and and that's 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 what we're looking at as we head into this particular race in general. Um, you know, three three finishes for him of eleventh or worse when he was a top ten machine before that. It's it's a little sad to be honest with you. Same with Darlington. Yeah, uh, it, it it is one guy that I'm sad we don't have an opportunity yet. So pay pay uh pay attention to the Discord because if we find this, we will be taking it. Chase Briscoe. If we can find a way to bet against Chase Briscoe, I don't care if it's BJ McLeod who's not even in the race. Sheldon Creed's in that 78 car, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, anybody. Rod. I'll take Rod Via Gomez over Chase Briscoe this weekend. I was at that Kansas race. That car would have been faster if it was an actual Mahindra tractor. <laughs> it was so fucking slow. And then they added problems on top of that that didn't help. It was, it looked like the old days of the Starcom, that zero car, like they dropped the green flag and like the field goes racing by and then it's like, and then it would run like five laps and then pull in and that was it. Like, it was like, that's what the fortune. So if you get an opportunity to face Chase, fade Chase Briscoe this week, anyone take the matchup. He will be the slowest car on the track. I almost guarantee it. Well, DraftKings, if you hear that, offer us a Chase Briscoe head-to-head. We'll take anybody, anybody at this point. Give a truck driver ahead of him. We don't care. Uh, he'll he'll drive all straight through the Saturdays, Friday, whatever, on Sunday and still beat Chase Briscoe. But DraftKings is who we are talking to. And can you believe that we have had seven months without an NFL game? I know it's crazy. Uh, obviously, you here in NASCAR land haven't really missed it all that much because we've had a lot of fun doing NASCAR on DraftKings as well. But the wait is over for the NFL. It is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one this week. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly. If you've been sitting there waiting for your opportunity to get in, now is the time. You get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app. See what you get. 
I know that we're talking all of our odds here. We're getting some of them from DraftKings as well. So uh, hang tight. We'll give you some of our favorite lines from DK for this NASCAR race. Download now. Use code SGP. Sign up. New customers take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code SGP. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible and gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. My phone keeps telling me that Incubus is coming to town, but I'm not ready to buy tickets yet because I don't know if I can go. And I probably won't know if I can go to Incubus until a couple of days before. Well... If I was any other place but using the Game Time app, I would be mad and nervous and scared that I was going to get ripped off because I can't afford the tickets. Game Time stops that for me. That Game Time app is giving me the opportunity to sit and wait until I am good and ready to buy Incubus tickets because they are giving me flash deals and the best deals on all of my last minute ticket purchases so I don't have to worry. And not to mention... When I do decide to buy them, I can actually sit there and figure out what I like the best as far as view-wise because they will send me pictures of where I'm going to be sitting right when I buy the tickets. So I don't even have to question as to where am I going to be sitting in an area where I can't see the stage. Nope, that question's answered by the photo that they'll send me of my seat. That way, if I don't like it, I can change it, figure out how to do it. So you can also be in control of your ticket purchasing and your last-minute ticket purchases with Game Time. Download that app. It is, of course, the best place for those ticket deals, and it's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Cody. I don't know that I've ever outlasted the bed. Holy cow. That's something. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Yeah, I, that, was, that was pretty interesting. I, I have, for those of you guys who, who are inside baseball, I have a, a read uh, underneath bed on my board, and I don't think I've ever gone longer than the read. That's crazy. All right, there it is. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Rod. Good job. <laughs> Thank Speaking you. of DraftKings, too, by the way. The Sportsbook, great, obviously. We were partnered with them. Love it. They've also got the DFS platform, which we talk about later in the week, which is great. I had an article come out today for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, it's got a stack from every single game on the Sunday main slate. $5 for the Millie Maker this week, Rod. Usually it's, what, $20, $25, something like that. $5 for week one. Uh, so I got some I got some fun stacks in there. I went, uh, you know, I mean, you can always throw out Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson or or Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but that's boring, right? Dug deep, found some found some little nuggets, found some some interesting different ways to stack some things. If you read that article, win dollars, don't forget who gave you those stacks is, is all I have to say. <laughs> Just don't stack Lamar Jackson with uh with anybody because you know, heaven forbid that guy throw for thirty three hundred <laughs> yards. Uh, hopefully that guy that uh, left that comment for you, Rod, doesn't read the article because I do have Lamar Jackson stacked with somebody. So, uh, this guy, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Haters Every, are going to hate, Rod. That everybody has opinions, man. Everybody has opinions. <laughs> uh, all right. It is, of course, the 2023 Hollywood Casino 400. 267 laps around this mile and a half track for 400.500 miles. 
We talked about it last time. The spring winner of this race was Denny Hamlin. The uh, previous winner of the Hollywood Casino 400, Bubba Wallace, with Denny Hamlin right in tow. Uh, obviously, we know that uh, we're, we were high on Denny last week. Stands to reason we'll be high on Denny again. <laughs> you look at you look at the books and what they're giving you for this. And uh, yeah, I mean they're they're right there in line with us. Those of you guys who get the early lines, you you also know this as well. Hamlin, the favorite at four and a half to one on DK, uh, and and we'll talk about everybody else later on. But yeah, Cody, I mean again, round two or the 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 second race of the playoffs, intensity's ramping ramping up. I mean. It, again, this is just going to be one of those crazy races. Hopefully, we do get another good one like we did in the spring. Yeah, I mean, think about how good that race was in the spring. Think about how good the races have been on intermediate tracks. I mean, we saw another one last week at Darlington, right? Uh, that was a good race. We've seen a lot of good intermediates lately. Um, so, yeah, I think that's – you add the playoff pressure then into that and and everything that's on the line. And, and how many guys had problems – playoff guys had problems last week, Rod, like, they, they started to dig that hole. Now, nobody's in too big of a hole other than McDowell. McDowell's 19 points below the cutoff. Everybody else is within four points of the cutoff. It's very close there. Just tiny little mistakes, a loose wheel, speeding on pit road, any number of mistakes can eliminate you from the playoffs. It, it, you know, you could look back and be like, if we didn't have that mistake at Kansas, that did it. The pressure is on these guys. We're going to Bristol next week under the lights on a Saturday night. Pressure is going to be ramped up. That's the first cutoff race of the playoffs. Take care of business this week, and you don't have to worry about it. Much like Kyle Larson, no pressure when he goes to Bristol. He can just show up and race. You win this week if you're one of those playoff guys. You're locked into the next round. That means a lot. Um, and and again, the race means a lot. We saw it last week with Denny Hamlin. Like he made out of there with an absolutely great day, despite a horrible finish because he scored 20 playoff or 20 stage points. Got two playoff points to carry on in the next round. Like. It was still an overall positive day for them, even though they had the loose tire and, and ended up going lap down and, and all like that. So very important. Rod on the entry list this week. J.J. Yaley's back in the 15. Cole Custer is back in the 51. Carson Hosovar returns in the number 42. Good to see him there. Might be a guy. No truck odds out yet, but uh, might be a guy that we're going to be talking about, I would say. Pretty decent chance of that uh, on the Truck Series show. Tune in for that on Thursday. Sheldon Creed making his Cup Series debut wow. in the number 78 car. Not the best car in the world. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he'll get his first win this weekend <laughs> in this car. Maybe he will next Sunday. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice to, to see Sheldon out there getting his, uh, you know, popping that, uh, that next-gen cherry, I suppose. You know, and it's crazy because Sheldon Creed, you would think at this point he would have gotten a look anywhere else right i mean it's just weird to think that this is his first opportunity and of course unfortunately it comes in the 78 car but maybe maybe fortunately for him it comes in the 78 car because there's no pressure like literally no pressure for him to go out and and turn a top 10 like carson hosevar i mean granted there's not a lot of pressure in carson hosevar <laughs> to run a top 10 in the 43 or the 42 rather but obviously that's a more recognizable car number it's a more recognizable team whereas the 78 you already expect it should to be, be in the back car, right <laughs> you already expect it to be riding around the Unless back chase briscoe's out there but well and, and you know <laughs> but you already expect but it to yes. be and so now yeah. he gets to go out and just sort of run a race and and learn and and get good so yeah. um well that's what it's all about right is these next gen cars are completely different from the xfinity cars 
gives them a chance to get behind the wheel and, and just get times, get some laps in. It's not going to be a fast car. It's going to be riding out there right ahead of Chase Briscoe, I'm sure, and, and just you know going around the track, and, and that's what he needs to do, get those, get those reps. So there isn't a ton of opportunities generally for Chevy drivers just because we don't have any uh, like part-time, sh- like with the the Ford guys, they can stick them in the Rickware cars, right? Because they've got those uh, those rotating cast of characters in there. And with Chevy, you've had the 42 car this year, obviously, and that's where Josevar is getting his chance. But yeah, Creed obviously hasn't had a chance, but this will be a, a no-pressure situation. Just go out there, log some laps. I'm sure their goal is just to, to finish as many. Well, I mean, they're not going to be on the lead lap, but to finish all the laps that that he gets a chance to run, minus whatever laps he's he's lapped, right? <laughs> wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be something though if Sheldon Creed does manage to stay on the lead lap? <laughs> I mean, it would be something, but it won't happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, you <laughs> you know, know that's a lot of caution flags, a lot of free passes. Maybe, well, I was about maybe, to say, who knows? Maybe the book should give us: Will Sheldon Creed finish on the lead lap? <laughs> yes or no? I mean, the, I just want Sheldon Creed versus Chase Briscoe head to head because I would take Creed in that. Well, the no, I know, I'm sure the no would be juiced to high hell on that one. Uh, but I, I probably, I don't know, man. I'd probably put something on the yes. If if the yes was decent enough priced, I'd I take the yes. I take the there chance. It's Sheldon Creed. <laughs> Speaking of that rod, I think that's it. I think there's no other news we talked about. If you didn't catch it on the recap show, we did live yesterday. We hopped on right after Denny Hamlin signed his deal. Talked about that. Talked about the fallout from that. What other maybe dominoes will fall next? I think we're caught up on news. Which means it's time to get to the bets, Rob. It is time to get to the bets. Fine, let's get to the bets. But let's tell you first about Underdog Fantasy. We're going to have some Underdog Fantasy picks for you later in the week because we love guessing whether or not the finishing positions are higher than lower. And by the way, I may say, Cody, we kind of cleaned house on the Underdog uh, picks from last week. There was a lot of good ones in there. Uh, I know I only missed one uh, overall on the day, so I'm pretty ecstatic as far as how mine went, hopefully you guys cashed as well. Uh, and we're going to continue to do that for you because Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside not just your favorite NASCAR drivers, but your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, finishing positions. Then you do what you usually spend your Sundays doing, watching the games or the race. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Like I said, we picked a couple of good ones. We had Allgaier in there for the Xfinity race. I know we had some Hamlin ones. Uh, we also had some uh, some good ones in there for, for the cup race as well. So uh, very excited about how that was. So yeah, definitely use that. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe, just maybe, make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Free season-long NFL Pick'em Contest is here. It's $1,000 for first place, $500 for second place. But bump those prizes up a notch to 2100 if you are a member of the Patreon for the NFL season. Plus, if a Patreon member wins the free roll football contest, you're going to get the autographed full-size sports gambling podcast helmet, which includes guests like Joe Theismann, Bill Romanowski, Pac-Man Jones, John Saley, Eric Metcalf, and LeGarrette Blount. Woo! I want that. Sign-up link is in the SGPN app. Go get there right now. Pause this. Do that. Come back to this. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon to get in for your chance to double your prizes and win the weekly Patreon Pick'em. 
I'd just like to apologize for uh, beating you in that contest because I also want that, and uh, it's going to look beautiful back here on one of my many shelves. My never mind. <laughs> Rod's going to have to build a shelf. I'm going to have to build a shelf. <laughs> I'm going to, or I'm going to have to figure out a way, like I said, to to shift yeah, this entire thing <laughs> towards the wall, toward my wall. But uh, yeah, and and you may notice, you may notice that there is a lot more light coming through this side of the, of the thing. I will say to you, we spent the weekend taking there's a giant deck that that used to hang over this window uh and block out a lot of the light we spent all day sunday yeah sunday taking that down so it was a major chore and uh i'm glad it's done but yeah that was uh that was crazy so now there's a lot more light on there, on there is side. which highlights your beautiful hawaiian shirt uh as you, as you mentioned, your, your Jimmy Buffett tribute. Feeling my Jimmy Buffett Jimmy. Today. <laughs> <sighs> sauce, but. All right. Ryan. All right, Cody. Let's get into let's some get bets. Let's get into the bets. Going to go back to the well on this one. Mr. Dennis Hamlin. I can't stop betting on this guy. I don't know why. I love to bet on him. He's been good. He's going to win the championship this year. It's going to come from a good run this weekend. Um, and yeah, this is again. We're going back to him finishing on the podium, Rod. Uh, top three fit plus 160 over on Caesars. He has the best average finish at Kansas in the last seven races there since 2020. He has five um, top fives in seven races. Um, he's got two wins in that time frame. He's got four top five finishes in a row. He has four wins overall here. Um, he won this race in the spring, as we talked about earlier, right? Uh, was second place to Bubba Wallace last fall here. He has been very, very good here. Uh, he had the best car last week, right? Another intermediate track. Not extremely comparable to Kansas, but still the same type of package, the same type of everything. They're going to show up with a fast car again. They always show up here. By the way, Rod, uh, since the next-gen car, three appearances here at Kansas Speedway, three Toyotas have won this. Uh, two of them Denny Hamlin owns. One of them Denny Hamlin drives. So a lot of correlation Going into Danny Hamlin and his team slash him being good here. Um, so, yeah, he, he had the best car last week. Finished third at Michigan. Finished second at Richmond. Um, and he won Pocono. That's the last four oval, quote-unquote, tracks. Pocono's a triangle, but still kind of an intermediate style of track. Um, so, that's, you know, if had he the finish he should have gotten last week, as good as his car, it was a top three car, it was the best car on the day, right? Um, and then three top three finishes in a row before that on oval tracks on or on yeah oval tracks um so yeah it's everything's been going well for denny other than the loose tire last week um which he did address on the podcast he said that it definitely was loose uh basically his explanation i don't know if you heard uh did you hear rod i did not get a chance to listen yet no huh? <laughs> his explanation was that they determined it was loose uh, and that it's not always easy to tell right away on the little clip of a video they have in the in the crew chief stand there. So when it, or, you know, when, when they took it apart or whatever, it didn't look like it had been loose that if you slow the video way down, which they didn't have the capability to do there, you can tell that the gun was still spinning, which means it's not completely tight. So Denny Hamlin is right. Some may say he's always right. Some may say that I am similar to Denny Hamlin in that case, but you know, Hey, whatever. <laughs> um, but Denny Hamlin, right again. Uh, other than that though, I mean, things have just been going very, very, very well for this 11 car. Everything has been good arguably the best car lately in the series i mean well chris busher i guess has something to say about that but uh but i mean he's just he's been consistent he's been fast 
each and every time. Been extremely good at Kansas. Um, so yeah, give me Denny Hamlin plus money again to finish on the podium. I know we had this bet last week and it didn't cash, but it should have cashed. It was the right bet to make. We're going to go right back to that well and make it again. Racing gods are going to even it out for us. We'll cash it this week. I'll talk more about Denny Hamlin later on in the episode, but I 1000% agree with you on this one as well. And of course, of course, Denny, of course you're right. Oh, look, look, the gun slipped a little bit. Sure. Yeah. You got to argue with Denny Hamlin. I re- <laughs> we recreate our evidence here. It's like, hey, where's the intern? Tell him to kind of doctor this video up. Get him on Canva. Get him slipping this, uh, this wrench a little bit, shall we? Ah, yeah, right. Denny's also the only one who's ever seen that video. So <laughs> <laughs> the copy he has, it Is looks the, like it's still moving for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. I am going to go to the top three market as well uh, and put William Byron on the podium. This is coming in at plus 240 on 365. This is a little tougher case to make uh, than Denny Hamlin. Obviously, uh, we know Denny Hamlin is, has been fantastic here. Uh, he did, William Byron, sit on the podium. He was third place in the spring after starting on the pole. But he does not have another top three on this track, which is why I say it makes it a little difficult for, for you to make this case. But I will say that in his career... He has led a lap in all but two of the races that he has been in on this track, right? He has only had two races in his career in which he has not led a a lap, and those are the first two. He crashed out of the first one uh, after 252 laps and only got 55 laps into his second one uh, in the fall of 2018. But since then, he's had a top five finish in 2019. 10th place in 2020, uh, eighth place in the that other 2020 race, and then a ninth place in that other 2020 race, sixth, sixth, and third. It's not a bad finish for William Byron all over the place for him. Obviously, we know what he's done so far this season, right? He's got his his uh, five wins on the year, the last coming, of course, at Watkins Glen. Fourth place at Darlington last week. That was kind of a miraculous one. Uh, we thought he wasn't going to necessarily be up there in the end, especially starting 23rd, but he managed to get there uh, and and finished fourth, which could have been a third-place finish anyways. Uh, talk about, uh, what, second at Charlotte, uh, one Darlington in the spring, uh, third at Kansas, fourth at Dover, uh, one Phoenix, one Vegas, Right, so if if there's anybody that's going to be able to finish top three, now he, I feel like he's got a little bit of momentum going after that fourth place finish. It was kind of a rough go for Byron. He had started out hot and then cooled down for as much as a driver can cool down uh, when you're still posting top ten finishes. But um, you know, for him, it, it's definitely been a struggle in the middle of the season. But the summer's cranking down, the playoffs are cranking up. He's got an average finish of 12th on intermediate tracks since February of 2020. Three wins, 12 top fives, 22 top tens. But again, we're seeing a very different William Byron at the beginning of the season. And I think he kind of reclaims that a little bit. And uh, I like the number, again, for a, a top three finish at plus 240 on bet 365 for, for Byron to finish in the top three. I know that Larson's one of the favorites, but... Byron's got five wins this season, Rod. So obviously the guy can get it done. Uh, hard to argue with that. I'll, I have something on Byron here in a little bit as well. So I'll talk about him more at that point. Next up for me, Rod, Mr. Bubba Wallace, top five plus 200 over on bet 365. No track has been better for Bubba Wallace than Kansas Speedway in this next gen car. So he's got three starts here in uh, the next gen car. 
Let's go back to last spring. I was at that race as well. The fastest car, no question about it. Um, super, super fast. And then they had, I don't remember what order it went in, but at some point there was a pit road penalty that cost them. Super, super fast, flying back to the field. Then I think he was speeding on pit road. Super, super fast. And they had another mistake, cost them. Still, after three mistakes, ends up finishing 10th. Not a bad day. Had the fastest car. His teammate, Kurt Busch, got his final career win that day. Um, cool to say I was at that uh, race, that, that Kurt Busch won his final race. That's So that's pretty cool. Um, but, and that was my first race, like, actually covering a race, too. So there you go. That's, so, that's pretty cool. That is nice. Uh, but Bubba Wallace, extremely good that day. Had to settle for the 10th place. Finished. The stats don't necessarily show how good that car was, how good he was. You go to last fall, he was in the 45 car. It was still his 23 team. They switched the numbers for the whole points deal, whatever. Um, but he wins that race, right? Got finally gets that first not rain shortened win, not super speedway win. What are they gonna say to what are they gonna say about us now? Or whatever he said as he crosses the line. All that wins the race. Great. Very, very fast. In the spring again this year. I was at that race. Uh, I live bet him from the racetrack to win that race because his car was fast. It looked good. It didn't pan out. He got up there for a little while, then kind of fell back. Um, ends up in fourth, but fourth, not a bad finish at all. Fourth would cash a top five finish for Bubba Wallace. Um, and, and again, I said it. Like Three Toyotas have won the three races in the next-gen car, and twice it's been 2311 cars, which he's driving, and he was one of them that won it, right? So they've got something figured out here. They're very good here. He's very good here. He's also extremely good at Michigan, one of his better tracks. This is considered mini Michigan. It's a little bit smaller, but races very much the same way. Love Bubba Wallace this week. Plus 200 is a great number for him on a top five at plus 365. And I love Bubba too this week. I think he is going to turn a lot of heads in this. Uh, I love what the broadcast was saying about him too, as far as just him being more focused, had his head in the game this time around uh, last week, and and you, it showed. It showed on the track. He's very much capable of really running uh, good races if he just keeps his head in the game. A lot like me in in a sense where my teachers always said that if if I was focused, I could do good work, and I I would always ask them uh, what because I wasn't paying attention to them. So um, <laughs> at at some point, I think it, it'll have to sink in for him. And for me, let's let's hope that ever happens someday. Teachers, you were right, I guess. I don't know. You tell me. Were, uh, were you talking about something, Rob? I don't know. There's. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching stuff float around. I don't know. That, look at look at oh, squirrel. My my Adobe audition <laughs> is bouncing back and forth in front. Are of we me. are we sure it's a good idea that that window's open and you can see out now? No. Rob's <laughs> gonna be like, oh, there goes a squirrel. No. Oh, bird. I, the birds <laughs> swooping around. Uh, all right. Speaking of swooping around, Chris Busher swooping around the top 10, but I'm going to give him a top five in this race. His top five number is at plus 200. I didn't like his top 10 number. I think the books pretty much don't want to get burned. <laughs> they figured it out finally. Yeah. They were like, well, so I guess if I want to bet on Busher, I'm going to have to take a top five for him. Look, I don't have to tell you. If you've listened to this show, even for like one day, you know how good Chris Busher's been lately, right? Three let, let me look at my notes for Austin Hill last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have, uh, are you have, watching? have you watched a race this year? Okay. <laughs> but the only thing that makes this a little bit more, I guess, um, leveled up than the, the typical top 10 bet that we've been able to cash is the top five. But, I mean, the last two races, he's finished in the top five. He won right at Daytona, third at Darlington, um, first at Richmond, first at Michigan. Like, you know, it, it's just for, for Chris Busher. 
the only thing he's been getting is better. And and that to me is is the sign of that team being confident, being strong, and and being able to outlast some of what happened last week too to get themselves in position for a top five finish because that was not an easy race to finish in the top five in. There was a lot of gremlins jumping up to catch people, um, you know, namely Harvick, namely Hamlin. If those guys slip up, a guy like Chris Buescher can slip up, but he didn't. He held firm. He stuck his ground. He finished in fourth place. I feel like this is going to be another race in which that's probably going to happen as well where there's a lot of folks that, that are going to slip up, and I don't think Chris Buescher's in that position right now to do that and I think like I said a top five finish for him would be fine he does not have a top five finish at all on this track so um can't necessarily claim that uh, yeah with Busher though like throw out all the past the yeah past, that's almost mean nothing at this point with him yeah like, and that's really what it is too you're kind of going off of exactly the momentum that he's been carrying with him because there's sometimes when when a player or a driver can just flip a switch and it doesn't matter what you did anywhere else you're doing it now and that's really what it is about Chris Busher. he's doing it now and he's doing it when it counts so that team's dialed in two to one for a top five for him yeah I'll take that uh mini Michigan right that's what they call this track uh one Michigan so is that for you this is I I'm mad that Rod made it to the document first because this would have been the first bet I would have logged uh this is yeah you, you have got to bet on this uh, minus 150 for the top 10. They did wise up there, but uh, the top five at, at two to one is still good odds. Again, he's the Austin Hill of the Cup Series right now, or Austin Hill's the Chris Busher, the Xfinity Series, whichever way you want to look at it. He's won three of the last four ovals, and he finished third in the other one. So <laughs> things have been going pretty well for Busher. I've got more to say on Busher later. Next up for me, Rod, um, these two bets here in this box are, are just pure value bets. Chase Elliott, a top 10, is at plus 140 over on Bet365. If you'd have told me going into the season, there'd be a point where we could get Chase Elliott on a regular, on any racetrack, really, he's good at all of them, but at plus money for a top 10, like, you'd have thought that was crazy, right? It, it just, it's crazy. I know the season hasn't gone how they want. I, I know he's not in the in the playoffs for the, the drivers. He is in the playoffs for the, the car, which does mean something. means something for his contract. First of all, there's likely bonuses built in for where they finish means something for, and they take three-year average for paying that out, means something for the owner, it means something for the crew. Like That's where everybody's pay gets determined, is where that car finishes in the owner standings. They're still in it. I know Dale Jr. said, we nobody cares about the owner standings. It doesn't really matter, but hey, we saw Bob Wallace won in, the, in this race, actually, last year. In the car, he was only driving a number four because of the owner standings, so whatever. Uh, but Chase Elliott should not be plus money for a top 10. That's basically what you're looking at here. Uh, finished seventh here in the spring in this race. Um, he had uh, second place in October of 2021 in this. He has nine top tens and 17 starts. One win here, which actually was my daughter's very first Cup Series race she went to. Got to see Chase Elliott win the race. So her favorite driver because that's the driver that's been pushed on her. But uh, <laughs> that's how it works, right? That's raising them right. Raising them so, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. But um, he he's just... He's good here. He's been, uh, he finished eighth last week. He's got three top tens in, in the last four races. Um, at intermediates, he wrecked at Michigan, but 10th place at Pocono, fourth place at Nashville, third place at the first Darlington race, seventh place here in the spring. Like he's been serviceable, right? And his job's just, it shouldn't be this far. The books are maybe falling asleep a little bit on him. Just 
I, I mean, he finished in the top 10 even last week. Like, it's not like he's on some horrible run in three of the last four races. So even though they're out of it, I get it. They haven't been the fastest car, but that doesn't mean he could show up and be the fastest car at any point. That Those Hender cars are fast. If they get it figured out, you've got to watch out. So, yeah, Chase Elliott should not be this far of odds. On the track, he's pretty decent at. He's got a win before. So, uh, yeah, Chase Elliott plus 140 for the top 10. And then my long shot for the week, or one of my, I guess I've got multiple long shots, but one of my long shots for the week, Austin Dillon plus 800 for a top 10 with our friends over at DraftKings. Uh, I probably should specify what the bet is in the document, but top 10 plus 800 over on DraftKings uh, for Austin Dillon. Dillon is uh, very, very good at Kansas particularly for whatever reason. Uh, it's like, first, let's go back and look. Ninth place to the Coke 600 track very similar to this one uh he's won there before he's won at texas before another track similar ninth place at auto club earlier this season uh similar to michigan which michigan is one of the comparable tracks to this one right so all comparable um he finished 11th here in the spring uh he's got the or no he's got again my notes it's always a mess rod i can't even read i just wrote these notes this afternoon still don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> He has the 11th best average finish at Kansas since 2020 in those seven races at 13.6. He finished 10th here in the spring, and he's plus 800 to do the same thing again. Here is his last six finishes at Kansas, Rod, and you're getting him at 8-1 to one to finish inside the top 10. He's finished 10th, 14th, 13th, 10th, 10th, and 11th. That's all pretty damn close to being in the top 10, and he's in the mix at the end of the last six starts at this track. Like, He's sneakily kind of good here. Eight of his 20 starts at this track, he's finished 11th or better. He's got like four 11th place finishes. So uh, that's why I moved it up to 11 instead of 10 because it sounds a little better. But hopefully he doesn't finish 11th and not cash this bet at 8-1 to for us. But for a guy that consists, I mean, six races in a row, 14th or better, and three of them have been inside the top 10, including the last time we were here earlier this season, like that's, he shouldn't be this long of odds. Again, this is part of the effect of taking focus off of non-playoff drivers. Sure, he's a non-playoff driver. Probably not going to win this weekend, but he's in a team in a car that's fast enough that they can get wins. His teammates got three wins on the season um, and some of those at intermediate style of tracks as well. So yeah, I love Austin Dillon, top 10 at plus 800, and then the Chase Elliott uh, top 10 at plus 140. You got to wonder at what point Chase Elliott just decides to throw his foot through the through the the floorboard and just mash that thing and beat everybody for the rest of the season. It, that point's got to yeah. come for a guy like Chase Elliott. Yeah, and that's like the thing is with a team like this, and we'll talk about this more here in a few. Uh, they can just they can show up and be the best car any given weekend. It's a Hendrick car. Hendrick is still the number one team in NASCAR. I get lately Gibbs has been faster probably, although Hendrick won last week in the five car, right? Uh, maybe they're pushing the limits or trying something out. Maybe they get something by NASCAR. I mean, the, you know, it's, that's what Denny was saying this week on his podcast was that 98 truck. Remember how fucking fast it was at IRP? Probably we're pushing the limits a little. And then NASCAR said the next race, let's take a little closer look. And they found something. So that's kind of how this stuff works, right? And that's what you're doing. They've got two other cars in the playoffs and they're trying to, I mean, not saying they're cheating or whatever, but. That's how you win races, right? And, and things can happen. And it's a fast team. It's a fast car. It's a good driver, former champion. He led the league in races, won last year. No reason he can't, you know, get a win. He doesn't have any wins this season. So uh, just because he's out of the playoffs, it doesn't matter. You could still win 
win races and all you got to do is finish in the top 10. You're not even asking him to win the race to cash this. So, uh, yeah, I think that it, this is just a blatant misprice. I, there was zero part of me that was going into this week with Chase Elliott circled. He's a guy I need to bet on, but the odds are there and, and you've, you've got to take advantage when, when the books kind of drop the, drop the ball a little bit on the odds. Speaking of former champions, speaking of fast cars, speaking of good drivers, Joey Logano, one of those guys, that's all three. Again, those the top 10 odds for me outside of, you know, and Elliot obviously being notwithstanding, they're just a little bit gross. And I scrolled down till I felt like it wasn't quite as gross and I it landed on Joey Logano. So literally the handicap was I scrolled down till I found a name that I didn't feel gross suggesting as a top 10. Uh, at plus 110 on bet 365 is Joey Logano. Look, he finished sixth here in the spring, which means he can do it, right? The downside of Joey Logano and the downside of betting Joey Logano is just the fact that he can give you a, a sixth-place finish in Kansas, but he can turn around and give you a 14th in Michigan, a 35th at Pocono, um, 19th at Nashville, 21st at Charlotte. Those are the type of days that he can give you. It's been a frustrating season for the reigning champion, um, and he's still in it. He could still figure something out. It's not too late to turn his season completely around and to win, right? I mean, obviously, he was laying low for a long time and popped out of the weeds in the playoffs. This could be a very uh, good opportunity for him to try to do that again. Not asking him to win, not even asking him to get a top five. We're just asking a playoff driver who we traditionally see the, that whole top five, ten pylon pretty much yellow because these playoff drivers run in the top 10 that is what they do and that's what they've done uh since the invention of the playoffs pretty much every time you see the top 10 it's usually all yellow because all playoff drivers are in that mix so um joey logano i think could could very easily be uh one of those drivers on this track in particular i mean look like i said he finished sixth here uh in, but in 28 starts he's got 11 top 10 finishes uh and and he's actually among the top 10 in active leader or active drivers in that category so uh he's not necessarily the worst again he's not the best but for a top 10 finish out of a guy who won the championship last year at a track where he got a sixth place finish earlier in the year i think i'll take that uh especially at the odds that they're at for top 10s plus 110 at least you're going to kind of double up on your money um if if this bet hits again you're going to have to hold your nose probably uh, through this race, and he, he may not even look like he's going to finish inside the top 10, but I think by the end of the day, he very much could be there and uh, and will be happy that he was. I'm going to look back at the spring. Uh, Logano was actually, he won stage two uh, before falling back into sixth place uh, for the finish. So uh, again, there's some speed there. Uh, we just got to see it out of him on a consistent basis. Yeah, I think at plus money, it's it's definitely worth a look. I'm so out on Penske right now, and I don't, not intentionally, but just I have not seen much from them lately. I had not been impressed. Logano, I've said it before, he's the hardest guy in the garage to peg when he's going to show up, when he's not going to show up. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll go with you on it, but I, I don't know how to feel about about Penske. I told or you, Logano hold your right nose, now. hold your nose. It, I, it's better yeah. when you don't smell it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I guess that's the way you do it. Uh, next up, Rod stole the matchup that I wanted. So I pivoted, went to the next matchup that I wanted. Uh, Bubba Wallace over Ross Chastain. It's minus 125. Definitely juiced up a little bit, but I think for good reason. I talked about Bubba earlier and how fucking good he's been at this track. Had the best car in at least two of the last three races. Um, and he's just, he's been so good. 
what have you seen out of Trackhouse lately that makes you feel good about them? Ross Chastain finished fifth last week, Rod, because he just survived, because he sort of got, I mean, they showed him. He was getting lapped. He was not fast at all. Like, got to look, or got to wave around at that one point where everybody got lucky on that, and and things just kind of lucked out for him, and it worked out okay, but ends up with a decent finish, but not because his car was fast. It's not going to be fast again this week. Um, I, there's been zero I've been impressed with from them lately. Um, let's go back. So he won 11 races ago. He won at Nashville, Rod, in the 10 races since. Two top five or two top 10 finishes. Eight times he's finished outside of the top 10. I think Wallace is easily going to be inside the top 10. I think he's going to be inside the top five. Maybe even wins this race, Rod. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any competition here from Chastain. Uh, just that something's not clicking at track house right now. Uh, and I've not seen it out of them and they've not impressed lately. Um, so yeah, all, all out on Chastain, all in on Bubba. Give me Bubba over Ross minus 125. Is he driving the 91 in the cup series? Is that, is that what's <laughs> happening? Did, did they give him the 91? Oh, I, shit. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it seems to be what's happening. The 91 in the cup series is supposed to be good though. Uh, the, Jesus himself won in that one. That's right. He did. <laughs> ah, well, and look at here's the thing uh, with with Ross Chastain. Yeah, you got to I mean, I want to go back again and watch that race to figure out how he managed that because there was some voodoo, I, man. When it's, I looked up this, I was like, he finished, and I I double checked on a different site because I was like, he did not finish fifth, did he? I was like, what? And I was like, I guess he did finish. So perhaps for them to figure it out to get, but was not the fifth, wasn't even the fifteenth fastest car in that race. Like, and shout out to them for finding a way to get it done and. You know, you got that extra 100 miles at the end, probably made the difference, right? And the bets don't cash if, if he finishes good, but he's not had the speed to finish good at all, for sure. Not even a little. Um, all right. Uh, the matchup that I stole from Cody was Tyler Reddick over Christopher Bell at minus 110 over there on Superbook. Boy, Chris Bell, right? You win you win the, the poll, and you think you're sitting pretty, you lead 40 laps. You think, oh, man, this is fantastic. And then all hell breaks loose and you finish 23rd. You're, you're barely even. You're not even on the lead lap by the end of the day. Just a terrible day for him. You think, oh, well, that's just bad luck. Yeah, but it's been following Chris Bell around for the last few weeks, right? 16th place finish at uh, Daytona. He did get a third place uh, at Watkins Glen, ninth at Indy Road Course. But, you know, again, those are two uh, two situations that were road courses. We're not on a road course. Mini Michigan, Cody keeps saying. Well, hey, you know what? Christopher Bell started on the pole that day too. Fantastic, right? Well, 13th place finish on that day. Not very good for him there. Loudon, he started on the pole at Loudon. Great day for him at the end, right? Nope, finished 29th. So listen, <laughs> Chicago, 4th, 18th. Like it just He's the king of qualifying well and not necessarily finishing well afterwards and he's kind of done that all season long kansas started 12th crashed out of that one 36 place finish for him there uh you go back through his career a couple of good finishes for him a fifth place a third place in uh, in 2022 he had an eighth place in 2021 in the 20 car uh but his first race in the 20 car uh, on kansas was in 2021 he started eighth he was in for a good finish right nope 28th so yeah, it's it's not been very fun for Christopher to be Christopher Bell in this uh, in this car lately. So on the other hand, Tyler Reddick, look twenty three eleven. We talked about the Toyotas. We talked about twenty three eleven in particular being the ones that uh, that were in this. 
Tyler Reddick is in that 45 car that has graced victory lane a couple of times over the last couple of seasons. So it stands to reason that he's going to have a good day. In fact, he did have a fantastic day earlier this year uh, in the spring. He started third uh, at, uh, at, well, I'm sorry, he started third at Darson last week uh, and finished second. That's what I meant to say. But in the spring, he started fifth and finished ninth, led 23 laps. He was a fast car all day long. Um, so definitely good for him there. He actually has had his fair share of, uh, of difficulty, though, on this track as well. Uh, Kansas in 2022 in the fall, he started on the pole. A great day for him, right? Nope. Finished 35th. He crashed out, led 38 laps, still a fast car around there in that eight car started second in, in the spring of 2022, finished 30th. So again, he's had his fair share of trouble as well, but we want to talk about drivers on different trajectories. I think Tyler Reddick is on the rise or at the very least at a higher plateau than Chris Bell lately, at least. And I think this, this matchup is going to fall the way of Tyler Reddick over Christopher Bell, minus 110. Yeah, I, I love this matchup. I am very, very big on Tyler Reddick. And you laid out the case. Like, it's just been rough for Christopher Bell uh, outside of qualifying. Very, very good at qualifying. Uh, other than that, not been good for him. Love, love, love Tyler Reddick this week. I've already talked about his team. I've already talked about his teammate. I've already talked about his car owner. About to talk about him. So, Next up for me, Caesars has a boost over here, Rod, um, and it's all to finish in the top five. So you got to get three drivers inside the top five. The chances of that, not super great, but it's 12 to one. I think these three drivers could do it. We've already made the case for all three. That's what makes it great. This is a pre-built one. They've already got loaded in there, 12 to one. So you need William Byron to finish in the top five. You made the case for him to finish in the top three. So I rest my case. Tyler Reddick, I'm about to make the case for him to win this race. You just made the case for him to get a good finish. And Chris Busher, who's finished in the top three in the last four ovals, winning three of them. I don't think I need to say much more. I think that, again, it's so hard to predict three of the top five. It's definitely not easy. So don't go crazy on this. But a lot of times I'll look at these and I'm like, oh, I really like two of those guys, but I don't like the other one. Or oh, I really like one of them. But, you know, it's like they always throw in that one guy where it's like, that's the guy that's going to drag this down. But, I feel less good about Byron, honestly, in this group, and yet he's probably been the best driver this year, right? He's got five wins, right? He's been one of the, you know came into the the playoffs as the points leader, uh, you know, when they reset everything. So, uh, yeah. So give me this: Byron, Reddick, and Busher to finish in the top five at twelve to one. Also, poll odds just dropped over on Caesars. Thank you for getting those out in time for us to record this. Shout out to you. Um, but I am going to take two different guys to get the poll here. Uh, actually, I just added Christopher Bell as you were talking because of the fact that he is, he's like the Ryan Newman of today, right? The rocket man, like always sitting on the pole. Doesn't always translate to a lot of wins, but he is super good at getting on the pole. Um, he won the pole last week at Darlington in intermediate. He was fast, right? He won the pole in Michigan. This is the Kansas, this is the mini Michigan, right? Won the pole at Auto Club. Auto Club is just like Michigan. Michigan, Kansas is the mini Like it all lines up for Christopher Bell at 10 to 1. Uh, he's got oh, he's sat on the pole four times this season. For Tyler Reddick, I'm going to take him at nine to one to win the pole as well. Um, he finished fit, or started fifth here in the spring. He won this pole uh, or won the pole last year in this race, and he started second last year in, in May uh, or last year in May. So in the three races here in the next gen car, he started first, second, and fifth. They've all been pretty good. Now, only one of those was with Toyota in 2311, um, but 
they've had nothing but speed at this track as I've laid out this entire show. So Tyler Reddick to sit on the pole nine to one, Christopher Bell to sit on the pole at ten to one, and then give me Byron Reddick Busher top five plus twelve hundred. All that's over on Caesars. That was the the all to finish top five. One of my favorite ones there. I just I couldn't pull the trigger on it because I don't know why. I it just it's it's so. I mean. And like they'll probably all be top five cars at some point, but like getting them to all finish in there, it is tough. But at twelve to one, I think it's priced appropriately for the chances it has, and I think it's worth uh, worth a little shot at it. No, and I a thousand percent agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I knew I knew that was one that I I was leaning toward. It just didn't make the cut. This one did though, which is probably I should have flipped it around. I should have had the yours instead of mine. But listen, I don't know why I love the fact that they're offering. Ford, I know that they're all dumping on Ford, and that's fine. Four and a half to one on DK for the winning manufacturer. Obviously, the least favorite of them. Uh, Chevy's at plus one. I think 80 is what I saw or something. Uh, and then and then Toyota's at plus 120. Like, those two are are just, they're not even worth betting, honestly. Um, I, I, if one of them hits, then obviously it's worth betting. But if you want value, a Ford to win is a value at four and a half to one over on DK. I know that Toyota's won. I know that Chevy's won. I know it's been a very, very long time uh, since a um, since a, uh, a Ford has won on this track. So it's it comes with a very, very heavy amount of risk, which is exactly why it's at four and a half to one. But in that mix, I mean, you've got guys, if you look back at the track history on this, okay, uh, of the active winners, Denny Hamlin has four. The next on that list, though, Joey Logano with three wins. Kevin Harvick with three wins. Brad Keselowski with two wins. So that's already eight wins right there uh, in, in the last few races for Fords, right? Now, Greg Biffle on the other, well, Kevin Harvick, I think a couple of those maybe have come with, uh, with Chevys. But, um, yeah, when he was with Childress. But by the same token, a driver that's driving a Ford has those wins, right? I mean, he does have one with the four car, so we can count that kind of in there. Um, and then they even got Greg Biffle lift, listed in there. And Greg Biffle Greg, was a Ford That's driver. how you know it's mini Michigan. If Greg Biffle was successful here, that guy owned Michigan. Right? <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. He's even got a couple of wins in the mix. So this is a long shot. It's a long shot for a reason. But when you got guys like Harvick, Keselowski, Busher, Logano, Blaney, like those hey, guys... Who's won three of the last four ovals in the mask in the cup series? A Ford driver. This is what I'm saying. Ford is hot at the right time. I know that the the Toyotas and the Chevys keep eking out wins on this, but at some point the dam's got to break, and Ford's going to have to start winning these races, um, and and not just be happy with top threes and top fives. So, uh, it, this could very well be the race. It could very well be Busher again, and uh, and I'm looking forward to it. If it is, uh, obviously you're going to make a case for it later, but. Keselowski could jump in there and do that. Harvick could come back finally and do it. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility that one of these Fords could win. And I think 450 is kind of a, a disrespectful price for for how well they've been kind of running as of late. Yeah, I mean, over the t- seasons we've been doing this show, how many times have we hit specifically Ford as a winning manufacturer? Because the odds, and the only reason we take it is because the odds were big. And that's why you take it again. I did, I seriously looked at Toyota. I am just in love with Toyota this week. I think they're going to dominate this race. But eh, plus 110 or whatever, I think I found in one spot. It was just like a... But at Ford, I mean, as much as I love Toyota this weekend, this is a good bet. 
Ryan Blaney can win this race. We know we know he can do it. He won. Uh, I can't remember where his win was. Did he win the Coke 600? Is that what it was? Um, I think I, he won at an intermediate earlier this year. Joey Logano can win at any point. He's won here before. Chris Buescher's won three of the last four oval races. I mean, right there, right? That, I mean, Florida's won three of the last four ovals. You're getting a plus 450. Keselowski can win. Um, there's a number of Ford guys that, that can win this race. Uh, and at this number, it, it's just, and it's a good hedge. Like, you know, if you want to go all in on a Hamlin or a, or a, a Larson, I mean, you, you can get Ford and all the Ford drivers at the same price as you're getting one of those guys. And we've seen it a lot lately where the favorite or even the best car doesn't always win these races. And that's how it pans out. Um, and yeah, we've hit this, we've hit this Ford one a number of times, specifically you, this is almost like your, uh, your over under number bets where you're so good at them. Right. Uh, so yeah, this, this is a great bet. I love it. Uh, even though, even though I'm all in on a different manufacturer this week, uh, just the price is, is right. And sometimes it is smart just to bet things based on prices. I get that same thing with the Elliott thing earlier. And I've got somebody in my winner section here. I'm only betting because of the price. Like some things just shouldn't be priced where they are. Uh, and this is one of those. I concur. Yeah, I, I had to I had to weigh my options because the winning number bets were juicy, but they weren't as juicy as this one. So I, I definitely kept uh, kept this one instead of the number bets. Plus, I wanted to shake things up a little bit. I don't I don't do manufacturers normally. So uh, you know, got to keep it fresh hey, for you guys. A few times you've thrown it out, it's paid off. So uh, something something to be said about that. Cross our fingers that that's uh, another one. So uh, all right. We'll be back with some winner picks after we introduce you to a show. We love it's football season. You got to be listening to this show if you want to get an edge on your fantasy football season. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J. Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold all right they are going to be rolling around 267 times cody who will be the leader at the 267th time they cross the uh, start finish line I'm not going to predict who, well, actually, I probably will predict who's going to be leading then, and then it won't cash because we'll go to overtime and we'll get fucked out. Like <laughs> we always do. Um, so I'm going to try and instead predict the winner at the end of the race, whatever lap number that may be, Rod. Uh, but yeah, you've got, so looking at the odds here, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Martin Truex, they're kind of all in that plus 450, plus 500 range. Then it drops off to Byron Reddick after that. Um, and so... I love Denny Hamlin. He burned me last week, so this is probably the week he, he turns around and gets it done. Uh, I almost went there, but I went down a little farther on the board. I'm gonna I'm gonna take bigger odds this week and spread it out four ways. I couldn't I couldn't figure out which guy to take off Rod, so I left them all on there. We're gonna give them all out. We're gonna go for this again. It's football season. The Chiefs and Lions kick off here on Thursday. Uh, you're gonna be putting in those first touchdown bets. Just treat this one similarly, right? So. We're going to start with Tyler Reddick, 9-1, to one, over with our friends at DraftKings. Um, Reddick has been fast this season. He's been pretty good here in the past. Um, that 45 car has won two of the last three races. 
at this track with Kurt Busch, with Bubba Wallace behind the wheel. Now you've got Tyler Reddick in there. Um, Michigan, you go back to Michigan. Chris Buescher ends up winning the race, right? If you remember late in that race, it was Buescher and Reddick dueling it out. Reddick takes the pit stop. Was it, I think that was a loose tire that time. The, the, the problem with Reddick is there's a lot of mistakes on that team, right? And if they can just get past the mistakes, they can be so good. There's so many times they've been in position and a mistake takes them out. You saw it last week at Darlington. One of the fastest cars, I think him and Hamlin were the fastest two cars, ends up not getting the win. Obviously, Larson comes on late and ends up winning. Uh, and Reddick, I think Reddick ended up finishing second to, to Larson, right? So uh, coming off of a second place finish, that's a good points day for him. Um, Reddick is my surprise guy to make it to the final four. So I'm big on him to make a run here. And I think that it really can start this week as he wins at Kansas at nine to one. Um, so let's see last year, uh, he, he started in eighth, he led 30 or yeah, started in eighth, uh, or no last year in the eight, he started on the pole. He led 38 laps, uh, but he crashed out of the race. He was very fast here in the spring. He led 23 laps, had to settle for a ninth place finish. Um, and then I talked about earlier how well he started here. So if you're going to get him to, to start up front, um, and then again, Michigan, he was so fucking fast there. And this is the track most comparable to Michigan, mini Michigan, I like to call it. So, uh, yeah, I love Tyler Reddick this week. I think his number is really good at nine to one, especially when that team and that car number is one, two of the last three here. I haven't seen the paint scheme, but if it's a jump man scheme, you better know that car is going to be good. I really kind of hope that it is because. Uh, that car is always good when it's a jump man, it seems like. Going to go with this teammate also, Bubba Wallace. I talked about him earlier. Really good here. He won this race last fall. He's 12-1. to 1. He, He's had the fastest car in two of the last three races here, two of the three races in the next-gen car. This is his track. He is, we talk about when guys have tracks circled. He's got this one circled. He knows he can do it here. He did it last year. He can do it again. I think Bubba Wallace at 12-1 to 1 is a good bet. Chris Buescher, hopefully you're in the Discord. You saw me put it in there when the lines dropped. I said Chris Buescher, 20 to 1, auto bet. It's dropped to 16 to 1. Our friends at DraftKings still have the best price. You've got to bet Chris Buescher at 16 to 1. He almost did it again last week, Rod. That would have been four ovals in a row. He has found him himself in position to win four oval races in a row. He's won three of them, finished third in the other one. It's still at 16 to 1. This is getting all you're getting Austin Hill of the Cup series. It's it's the best comparison we can make. If you've not been listening to the Xfinity shows every week, I apologize for all the money you have not made because we've been killing it on that show. So definitely go check that out. Uh, and then Chase Elliott, twenty-two to one. Again, it's the same reason as earlier, right? Chase Elliott should not be twenty-two to one. Do I feel like he's going to have the fastest car, be the best car this week? Probably not. But at twenty-two to one, you can't not bet on him. There's way too much value here. We had the conversation earlier. They can show up. They can be the best. They got nothing to lose. They're not in the playoffs for the for the drivers part of things, right? Take a late gamble, play some strategy. Chase Elliott can win this race, twenty-two to one. He should never be twenty-two to one anywhere. You've got to take some Chase Elliott at twenty-two to one. I concur. Uh, and with Reddick and Wallace again, that that twenty-three eleven team, it's not going to surprise me when they're running up front. So probably won't surprise me if they both end up uh, right there one two. I don't know what the Quinella or the Exacta was on that one, but uh, we have to take a look at that. Uh, I went ahead and took Denny Hamlin. He's at five to one over on Superbook. Really, you made the case for him earlier for a podium finish, and I mean, if if Denny Hamlin can finish in the top three, he can he can win this race. It's 
He just he doesn't have to. He can't make mistakes. Is really what it ends up being. He's going to have to run a perfect race. He's going to have to stop with the. You know. That's that's the other reason I didn't bet Denny because Rod. Yeah. Yeah, it's true though. I mean, anything can happen, and and you know, it it can take uh, a bad pit stop. It can take a you know just a mental mistake to take you out of the win. But um, yeah, I, I think he's going to come back in this week a little more uh, hungry for a win because he felt like he probably got robbed out of one last week. So um, whatever tape he's going to have underneath his his paint uh, or his wrap this time is going to not be detected because they probably won't take him to to what you call it afterwards. But um, yeah, five to one for Hamlin to win. Not bad, uh, especially if you think he's going to be as good as he is. Like I said, Cody gave you all the stats as far as where he's been running up front and it's been a rough couple of weeks, but if any team can bounce back, it, it's Denny Hamlin. And I think he can do that. So, um, yeah, and he's got, he's been in victory lane three times in a row at this track Yeah, twice as the owner, but he gets all that information. Like he is, he's in the best position of anyone to have the most amount of information for this track. So I, I like that pick. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's it's a chalky pick, but it's you have to pick at least one kind of chalky pick if you want to, to you know, if you don't want to miss out when it happens. And then uh, my long shot, I'm, I'm going to go with Brad K. Uh, 22 to 1 on DraftKings. You know, we talked about how good uh, RFK has been lately. We talked about how just solid that team has been running busher obviously winning all those races what is it how many cody three of the last four ovals he has won so i mean his owner has to have some sort of notes from that as well right i mean there's something yeah, over he's, there he's been right there with him all all those races really he was he was in in competition right with him in all those same thing with last year at bristol like he was he was the best car early in that one and then ends up being busher later so like if we expect busher to be good and we've talked about it. They've, you know, all the TV's talked about it. Everybody's talked about it, right? One of those cars is good. The other car is right behind them. I mean, they're always right together. So all this talk about Bush are supposed to be good. That means that Kozlowski's going to be good too, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not as if Brad Kozlowski's never won a race here before. He's won two of them, in fact. Um, and when you look at like where he's been running as far as just in general, 13 top 10s on this track and 27 starts. That puts him fifth on the list in terms of active drivers and top 10s on this track. He's got seven top fives. Uh, he's led 327 laps around this track. So it's not, again, it's a long shot. It's it's not one that you expect to happen. But look, busher has been able to punch through for so many wins in a row. Like you've got to think that Brad is chomping, just waiting for his chance to do it. This may be a good chance as any for him to get it done, uh, you know, history doesn't really speak to it the last couple of, of seasons for Keselowski. But again, a lot like Busher, you got to kind of throw that out the window, right? Because this is a different approach now for Brad Keselowski. It's a different mindset for this team. They're, they're sniffing a big season uh, coming up. So like I said, it's a long shot, but I think Brad Keselowski could get this done at 22 to 1. Plus, this would also cash our Ford bet as well as would Busher. So you kind of double dipping on that one. So I don't know. Like I said, he Brad's slowly been inching toward a, a really good finish. Second at Darlington, second at or a sixth at Darlington, second at Daytona, fourth at Michigan. Talk about mini Michigan. That's where we're at there. Uh, earlier in Kansas, nineteenth. But again, that was kind of before the the all but certain resurgence of RFK. They've been red hot lately. Sixth at Richmond, fourth at Michigan. Like I said. So like I said. Take it, take a take a swing at Brad Kozlowski. Don't go heavy, but if you want to sprinkle a little bit, this would be a good one to do it. 
Yeah, I like it. No arguments from me here. Again, it's, it's similar issue or similar argument as you're giving Busher. So I like it. Yep. Both of them are going to run together, so might as well think they're going to run up front. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over our bets for this Hollywood Casino 400. Cody started you off with Denny Hamlin on the podium, which is third place for those of you non-open-wheel uh, racers. At plus 160 over on Caesars, I gave you William Byron as a top three car at plus 240 over there on Bet365. Bubba, Bubba, Cody gave you Bubba as a top five car at plus 200. At 365, I gave you Busher as a top five car at two to one over on 365. Cody gave you Elliott as a top 10 car at plus 140, also on 365. And then Austin Dillon as a top 10 car at eight to one on DraftKings. Co- and then I gave you Joey Logano as a top 10 car at plus 110 over on Bet365. Cody once again returned to Bubba, but picked him to finish better than Ross Chastain at minus 125 over on Superbook. I said that Tyler Reddick would finish better than uh, Christopher Bell at minus 110 on Superbook. Cody gave you the Caesars bundle of all of the following to finish in the top five, Byron, Reddick, and Busher at 12 to 1 on Caesars. Uh, and then Cody gave you Reddick as a poll winner at 9 to 1 and Bell as a poll winner at 10 to 1. I said that you could uh, pretty much take a chance on Ford as the winning manufacturer at 4.5 to 1 on DK. Cody gave you Tyler Reddick at 9 to 1 on DraftKings, Bubba Wallace at 12 to 1 on DraftKings, Busher also on DraftKings at 16 to 1, and Elliott on the same at 22 to 1 uh, on DraftKings to win this race. I said Hamlin at 5 to 1 on Superbook and Brad K at 22 to 1 on DraftKings to win the Hollywood Casino 400. Cody, got a race. We just I want to hurry up and get to Sunday so we can watch this race. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, and we've got a couple of good races, Chucks and uh, Xfinity leading up to it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Everybody in the house for this race. So, uh, all right. Well, then let's send everybody off and on their way to fill out their cards and uh, and let everybody enjoy the rest of their whatever day they're listening to this on. Uh, and in the meantime, Cody, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. Ton of stuff over there. Um, I've got my running back rankings for week one article out for last word on sports uh, goes through the top three tiers of running backs. Make sure you check that out. And then I have uh, the DraftKings article that I talked about earlier for sports gaming podcast.com. Uh, yeah, it's got a stack for every game on the Sunday main slate. Go check that out. Ton of other stuff as well. Back with the F1 gambling podcast this week. F1 is off, but we're going to have a, a F1 slash IndyCar recap show. And then uh, we've got IndyCar later this week. We'll see what day they decide to give us odds this time. But uh, final IndyCar race, unfortunately, for the year. But we'll be here to cover it no matter when they give it to us. we got to find another open wheel series to cover when uh, when both of those are gone. So we'll figure right. this out. Uh, I'm on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, check out the back road on Thursday. Seth and Elliot hanging with you to break down Kansas. And then, of course, check out for frequency's sake. I am there with my fast money show to get you set up with some fun parlays for the weekend as well. We'll see you tomorrow with uh, whatever they give us, Xfinity Cup or truck, rather. We'll see. We'll see what they give us next, and we'll be there for you to do that. Until then, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.